This is the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, episode number 15. Welcome to the best 20 minutes of natural health education and enlightenment on the web today. This is the Be Healthy Naturally podcast. Knowledge, empower, and elevate are the keys to living a happy, healthy life. With your hosts, often known as the Dynamic Duo, Dr. Shane Watt, a chiropractic physician, and Liz Watt, a holistic wellness expert. We bring our knowledge and education together to create a new way of thinking to elevate your life and your health. In order for you to live your best life, you have to elevate your learning. We want to welcome you guys today to the podcast. We have David Mon with us. And one thing that as you start to go through um, natural health, we all, we all we hear often about cancer and trying to figure out how to beat cancer. There's a lot of people that have been able to, and there's a lot of people that haven't. But we wanted to talk with David today because he was one of them that was able to beat cancer. So we want to hear his story and what he did to just try to help us and, and inspire us to live a better life. So we met we met uh, David actually through a different, totally different thing, but through a, a business um, group. And uh, afterwards, he because we were telling him about our Be Healthy Utah, he kind of said, hey, I do some different things, and I've done this. And I'm like, oh, we want to talk to you. So we appreciate you coming on board. He's going to tell a little bit about his story through how he was able to overcome cancer through his own ingenious, his own study, his own learning, but also because he's got a little bit of a family history of people doing the same thing. So Dave, we're going to, I'm just going to let you kind of tell your story, and we'll ask questions a couple of things along the way. But Thank you, and welcome for to welcome to our podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here with you both, and really appreciate the introduction. Uh, you know, my my family are actually downwinders, okay. so we were two miles downstream from the Hanford Nuclear Power Plant in in Washington State on the Columbia River, and my dad was so nice. He built a nice beach for us on the river. We could go down and play every day in this water, and uh, of course, we irrigated all of our crops from the river as well uh, during the nineteen. Uh, 71, 72 radium leaks. See, and uh, I only heard of downwinders in Utah. I didn't know there was downwinders in Washington. Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. Uh, there, I there's didn't actually know that. in multiple places. So okay. Long Island, etc. There's a lot of places where there's downwinders. But yeah, this was a. Uh, this was uh, we we all have three legs, two arms. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a, it was a it was a kind of a tough period for us. And and my family, there are 12 members in my family, and of the 12, seven have had terminal cancer. And so I didn't re—I didn't invent this right. uh, this uh, this idea of treating cancer the way that uh, I did. Uh, both my parents were terminal cancer uh, at one point, and they naturally beat it as well. Um, they learned some techniques from a company out of Virginia that that taught them how to uh, become alkaline in their diet and to just change the way they eat and and manage. Um, you know the cancer growth to keep it from spreading you have to get into an alkaline state right and so that's what they did and uh, when i was diagnosed in 95 um, with barrett syndrome they said look there's really not much we can do for you and so i said well i guess i'll i'll take this into my own hands and so i began the same thing do I, me a favor explain uh -huh. that so that people don't know yeah. what that is so, so barrett syndrome is is where your esophagus has been eroded so badly from acid reflux 
that it becomes cancerous. Okay. And they can't just go in and cut out the esophagus and put a new one in. Right. And so um, they, they said, there's nothing we can really do to treat this. This is advanced, and, and so there's not much we can do, and so good luck. One question we haven't talked about, but when you were, so obviously you had major um, acid reflux. What were you doing with that at that time? Were you just popping the Toms and that kind of thing? Yeah. Were you just kind of doing the, hey, all the stuff that was advertised on TV? I was, I was doing the Tums and I was also doing uh, a little bit of um, some acid reflux medication, but my body just really had a hard time with it. I, okay. I lost a lot of calcium in my body and my bone density was going down, and right. so I, I stopped taking those, those uh, and, and I just wasn't eating healthy. Um, I did a lot of travel. I was on an airplane every week, and I was eating, you know, the full uh, the full dinner on the Delta flight, you know, in first class, and then getting a banana split afterwards. Right, right. So I just wasn't eating healthy as well. Right. And so my lifestyle wasn't great. Um, and so you just so lived with it. You just kind of yeah, sucked it up and just it. just didn't. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it finally came to a head on a on a trip with my family. I ended up in the hospital in, in Ontario, Oregon. In the middle of the night, um, thought I was having a heart attack, ended up being an esophageal spasm. Right. And so it feels exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And so they said, well, we think you're having a heart attack. But when they did the EKG, they were like, ah, you're not having a heart attack. Well, we don't know what's wrong with you. And I said, oh, I think I do. I'm going to check myself out of the hospital, drove back to Portland, um, and went and saw a doctor, an oncologist, and, and that's when I was diagnosed. Okay. okay. So, so that's what Barrett's is. That's what Barrett's okay. is. And, and so I, I immediately made some changes. I mean, I completely cut out sugar, um, you know, and, 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 and that was something that I hadn't really thought about doing before. But to become alkaline, you have to cut out your sugars. You take that out. You got to completely take it out. And so I, I had my last soda and said goodbye to soda, and I haven't had one since. So that was in 95. Um, I said goodbye to candy. Haven't had any candy since. My last Snickers bar was... Was no then chocolate, and like, huh? No chocolate, nothing. Just <laughs> went off of it cold turkey. But then I had to do a little bit of research. So I started asking questions about alkaline diets, started finding out what the alkaline foods were. Mm -hmm. And eventually I built myself a, a diet that I could live with and eating foods that I liked that were healthy for me. And I began to watch my numbers uh, change, you know, from an acidic uh, nature to an alkaline So were you... Were you basically just peeing on a strip? No. Every day? So what you do is you take a litmus paper, litmus paper and put right. it on your tongue. Okay, all on the tongue. Okay. Yep, just put it on your tongue and it will show you what your level is based so on the So did you do that color. every day or did, did you do it, it like every, a few times a day? No, I was doing it every morning and every afternoon. So I wanted to make sure I was staying alkaline. Mm -hmm. um, and once I got the diet down, I didn't have to test as much. Right, because so you knew, you, I after knew a while, I, you knew what it was. Yeah. Let's not go into it too much, but just some of the basic things that you were doing for an alkaline diet. What are the things that you kind of were doing? So I went very basic, uh, you know, brown rice, went very basic with lots of salmon, lots of chicken. Uh, went went uh, not completely away from red meats, but I cut out a lot of the red meats okay. uh, because they are more acidic, acidic in nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, identifying the foods like the broccolis and you know, the, the spinach that were really alkaline foods that would help me to maintain an alkaline level. Okay. So it, it took six months of me doing that and I began to feel better. I also cut my food consumption in half. Right, because it doesn't taste as good. Doesn't? Well, <laughs> you're, you're not having that banana split. <laughs> well, exactly. I, 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 I cut it in half because I, I weighed 240 pounds oh, wow. at okay. that point. Because what do you weigh right now? 190. Yeah, so, I was going to. So you're 50 and you're pounds tall, heavier. And you're tall. Yeah, so, so I, it was 
I, I had to cut my food consumption in half. And as soon as I did that, I stopped having the acid, acid reflux. reflux. Yeah. Were you, you know, doing like intermittent fasting? Is that what you were doing at the I, time? Or? I did. I did a little bit of intermittent fasting, but it when was it wasn't mainly, even called that. No, it wasn't even called that back yeah. then. It was just, hey, you know what? I'm just not going to eat for 24 hours, and and I just wouldn't eat for 24 hours. I would just drink water, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I eliminated juices from my diet in '95. Right. I eliminated anything that would that would raise my my sugar levels or um, you know, and, and the other part of that story is I didn't know I was a type one diabetic. Yeah. And I actually felt so much better from all those years of not knowing I was a type one diabetic that, you know, when I started eating healthy, it was like night and day. And so my body felt so much better. Um, and after six months, I went back for an endoscope. And when they finished the scope, the doctor, you know, I wake up and he says, I don't know how you did it, but you have no cancer left. There is nothing left. It is clean, pink, and beautiful. So whatever you did, I don't know what you did, but Now this is the oncologist. This is the oncologist. So in my mind and in my thought process, I would say, why would he not want to know and why would he then not want to do that with his patients? Isn't that, and he didn't, correct? No, he asked me what I had done and Uh I told him I went on a completely alkaline diet and I stopped eating all these things and he was like, oh, I'm glad that worked for you. It doesn't work for everybody. So. That is the thing that just baffles me. Yeah. It baffles me in the medical model when they, when they, when these miracles, if you want to say, happen, and it's because they did X, Y, and Z, or they cut out A, B, and C, and yet they think, oh, well, that that doesn't happen to everybody. It's, well, I'm pretty sure it probably would actually. It it and you know what? It requires. I I know my wife tells me I am different than everybody else. If I make a determination to do something, mm-hmm. I just do it. If I'm going to cut something out, I just do it. Right. And she says, most people aren't that way. No, right? no, that's a no. very hard thing to do. It's, and it's very hard to stay with it for that long. And and you've stuck with it all the way I think that's the reason why, is that pe- you know a lot of people just aren't willing to do it. Right. Uh, and so that makes it hard to make that, that transition from the life I'm living to the life I need to live. Right. And, and, and it's very hard to do yeah. uh, for most people. For me, it's... I, I had something I wanted more than what I currently had, and that was to be around for my kids to grow up. Because right. my kids were young at that time. And I just, I wanted to be around for them to grow up. And so my choice was based on, hey, I can keep doing what I'm doing, and I can probably die, or I can make these changes, make them permanent changes, and, and live. So even to this day, you still, a soda hasn't come into, you know, and there's 95. just, probably, yeah, after so long, there's just no desire whatsoever. Right. You know, and, and that and that's yeah, that's that's the key is once you've gone uh, 21 days is what they tell us without it, you just don't have that desire anymore. Your body stops craving it. I don't crave sugar. I don't crave candy. I don't crave soda. And you know, and I was a I was a heavy soda drinker. I mean, I owned a restaurant, and boy, I'd walk over to that tab and I'd fill oh, it you'd up. Fill it up all the time, all, all the day time. long. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that, that was my first entrepreneurial foray was a restaurant. And mm-hmm. yeah, I went from 150 pounds to 210 pounds in a very short period of time. Wow. Yeah, lots of soda. Yeah. So we have a son that doesn't have sugar for like three years. He hasn't have it. He's only 14. Nice. He started at 11 because because <laughs> he had a wrestling coach say. Don't don't eat sugar while you're wrestling. It won't help you. And he so he's just cut it out, and it's it's insane because he does 
every every football gathering, every scout gathering, young men's school activity. They have sugar. Yeah, they all have their candy. They all have their treat, and he just he'll he'll get it and bring it home for the kids. And it's like, why are you even bringing that home? Just leave yeah. it there. <laughs> well, there's there's a cool byproduct of cutting out sugar for me. So growing up, I didn't know I was a type one diabetic. Right. And so my body did not process sugar properly. And if I rolled an ankle, I was done were, for six months. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm a blood cell walking boot, I'm on crutches. Right. So, I mean, I love to play sports, but every time I even just tweaked it, I was done. And so now that I uh, learned to control um, my sugar level, mm -hmm. starting in 95, I could roll my ankle and just keep right on going. It never bothered me because now my ligaments are no longer stiff. They're now pliable because I'm not eating sugar. Right. And so I you know, always tell athletes, look, if you can go off of sugar and not eat the heavy starches like the white potatoes and right. the white rice, your body will react appropriately and you will stop having as many ligament and, and muscle issues because I don't build up lactic acid when I exercise now. I don't have the sugar in my body to, to create the lactic acid. Interesting, interesting. We're actually going to have a second part where we're going to go into some of the diabetic stuff that he's talking about. But in regards to in regards to the cancer, um, tell a little bit about your parents' story. We have a couple minutes, so tell a little about your parents' story. So they they both were diagnosed with cancer. Correct. They, you said they left. They flew. They left the family. I guess. They and did. Went, out, went back to Virginia. I was the oldest one at home, so I, okay. I was I was a junior in high school and. Uh, so I, I was taking care of the family while they were back in Virginia learning how. you said how you had 12? There were, there's, well, there's so uh, 10 11 siblings. children. Wow. And at that time, the three oldest were gone. Oh, okay. And so I was the oldest. Uh, at so home. for two months, you, you were I was in charge. charge. Yeah. Holy cow. It was, it was a crazy experience. You know, so for right now, your siblings either love you for that or hate you for it. You know what? <laughs> we got along great because my older brother was gone. So uh, that, that the family dynamics are always fun in a large family. Yes. yes. So, we get it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they, they went back to Virginia, and they, they spent time at a clinic there and learning how to be alkaline, how to completely change their world because... You know, my mom had a double radical mastectomy and all of her lymph glands were filled with cancer and they just told her, look, there's nothing else we can do for you. You've got six months. Mm -hmm. um, my dad had terminal liver cancer and they just told him, look, there's nothing we can do. There's no chemo radiation that's going to cure this. So just go home and live your life the best you can. And they did. Put your plans together. And yeah. Just kind yeah. Of and, and I'm going, you know, when they came home and announced, you know, my dad came home first, and then a couple months later, my mom came home. So within like it's two months, a, yeah. they both, so both of them wow. were off of work. And so, yeah, we, we were definitely a, uh, uh, getting help from relatives, and, and, and uh, the local uh, church were helping us to make ends meet. Right. So it, it, was, it was a pretty hard time to go through. But they, when they came back, they literally went through the entire house and just completely de-junked the house of anything that had preservatives, sugars. Um, they got the microwave oven and tossed it out. They did. They did this whole entire change. Just radical course, because they all had the children to. were going. Wait a minute. Why do we have to do the why, change? Why do we have to suffer? <laughs> yeah. But you know, they said this is for your own good as well. You right. know, you you need to eat right because you're downwinders as well. You you could have the same problems we have, and it's better that you actually. Oh, I mean, you even talked about how they took all the anti antiperspirant away. And yeah, all that yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. My mom, I have six sisters, and she's just like, every one of you stop using antiperspirant, right? Uh, because your the toxins from your body leave underneath your armpits, and when you put that aluminum on there, it can't leave, and so then it stores in your fat cells, right. and it turns to cancer. Right. 
and, and fat cells for women uh, you know, are in the breast right there in that area. And so right. breast cancer is very prevalent for that reason. And which is so funny because they've come out so hard and trying to say there's, that's just a myth, there's no, there's yeah. no connection. It's like, just connect dots. Yeah, just connect the dots. My, my oldest sister, her, she told us, she said, look, when, when mom called, I had already had one lump that had cancer and they had removed it. She said, I... So she was out of the house. She was out of the house. Yeah, oh. she was married, several and, children. And right you now. didn't know that? No, nope, didn't know it. Uh -huh. And so she said, after six months of not being on the antiperspirant, she said, I can tell you that I no longer had the grainy breasts. I no longer had any lumps. Everything was completely smooth. She said that difference right there alone made all the difference for her. Wow. So she's never had another problem, and none of my sisters have, thank heavens. Yeah. So I hope they never do. Interesting. Um, so when, when you... Let's just say an average meal. We got about two or three minutes left. An average meal. Let's see, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. What mm -hmm. kind of things are you doing? So I'm I'm pretty basic. Uh, I eat a very narrow diet, especially now. Uh -huh. um, you know, as a type one diabetic without insulin medication. Right. It's a it's a different world for me. So right. uh, I'm having I'm having some eggs for breakfast. Um, I'm usually eating avocado with that. Uh, some blackberries and some blueberries. Just a, a small portion to help. Um, you know, that PQQ part of my heart uh, health, just making sure that I'm getting the antioxidants. Okay. Um, and so for lunch, uh, it's very basic. If Cafe Rio is open and I'm close, I'll just grab a, a salmon tostada. So just has salmon in it and uh, just some salad and a little pico de gallo, or I take a lunch with me. I have a seed bread that I, that I can get that I can put peanut butter and add some extra peanuts on it and a little bit of Ron filtered honey, which doesn't affect my sugar levels. Really? And yeah, absolutely, Ron filtered will not affect your sugar levels. So I'll, I'll eat that for lunch. That's usually um, what we have. Yeah, I didn't know that it wouldn't affect your sugar yeah, levels. Yeah, when it's been processed, it, it affects your sugar levels. When it's raw and unfiltered, it doesn't affect your sugar levels. So that's my sweetener of choice. My right. second sweetener of choice is monk fruit, of course. So okay. zero on the glycemic index and doesn't have a bad aftertaste. Well, and right. you have really narrowed this down by, by tracking yourself Correct. to see exactly. And every, it's going to be different for everybody's body. Oh, yeah. Your body tells you when it doesn't yes. like what you're eating. I get hives on my arms if I eat something that I shouldn't. Uh, you know, I get bumps on my head if I eat something I shouldn't. Really? Yeah. Like and, instantantaniously? And, yeah, within, within? within a couple hours. Yeah. Well, that's a lot like with people that have the gluten and they yeah. and it's hard on their body. Then they start getting it on their on, the back. on yeah. their arms, yeah. the back of their arms. Yeah. And so then for dinner, it's just like a chicken, a, a brown yeah, rice, salmon with brown rice. Yeah, I eat a lot of brown rice, and I, I found a new rice that I actually really like called parboiled brown rice. And Is what it they the black one? No, <laughs> it's actually really cool. What they did, they actually created this for uh, children in third world countries who weren't getting enough nutrients from their rice. Uh -huh. What they do is they take brown rice and they boil it inside the husk in the shell, and oh. then they remove the shell, and then they have this parboiled rice, and it's very healthy for you. It's longer, it's thicker, fuller, and it. But it's got all of the. It has the full chain of amino acids minus glycine. That's the only amino acid it doesn't have. So, so where do you get that? At? I get that from pea protein. So I have a product no, I no. created. Oh yeah, but I mean, where do you get the rice at? Parboiled rice you can buy on Walmart.com. Uh, so a lot yeah. of places. Yeah, you just have to look you, for can, parboiled. Can you, can you get it at like the, uh, the Sprouts kind of place or stuff? I'm like not that? sure. I haven't looked Par, there. I've par, always just ordered just it online. Just P-A-R? Yeah, P-A-R and then dash boiled, parboiled. Hmm. Interesting. So it's we'll a, it's a pretty cool yeah. story. If you go look at the history on the story behind it, it'll help right. you understand why it's why it's so good for you. Uh -huh. But I, I eat a lot of brown rice, but 
parboiled, my wife will actually eat. Whereas before I'm making her white rice, I'm making my brown rice, right? Uh -huh. Now she'll actually eat the parboiled rice because it, it tastes great and it doesn't have all the shell. Now, do you, so. put, do you put like butter on it? Do you put like coconut oil on that? What do you do for the, to flavor it? Um, Are you okay with spices? Yeah, and I'm stuff okay with like spices. That? So I'm, I'm huge with parsley, garlic. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of like if I'm going to cook a brisket on my on my Traeger, I'll do a I'll do a, a garlic parsley mix and rub it on. Okay. Um, you know, and the, uh, so I, I use garlic and parsley a lot. Um, just the powder, the, the flakes, the, the dry powder, stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, just just the just the powder. Uh -huh. So it's I'll, that's what I normally sweeten you know sweeten it with is is the garlic and the, and okay. the parsley. The garlic's obviously very good for you. And right. So I don't smell like garlic, thank heavens. But uh, I do eat a lot of it. Uh -huh. So that if I'm going to have, you know, for breakfast, I may do a uh, fresh zucchini out of my garden. And I may just go ahead and add some eggs to that with some mushrooms and, and some other vegetables. Mm -hmm. And just mix that in and pour some garlic and parsley on it. And, and it's, it's really good. So. Well, this is truly is an amazing story that you were able to um, combat combat this because a lot of people feel that when they get cancer it's done well and it's like you said unfortunately it's like well you have six months put your affairs in order and and people just live that and then you have the people that say well they go down to like do the Mexico thing or whatever but they're so far gone by the time they get that and then you hear people oh they went to Mexico it didn't work for them it's like holy crap they were basically dead when they went down there you know if people would go down there earlier or do these things at a better yeah. place they'd have much better yeah, success the earlier you can start the better absolutely it's for sure well, thank you so much, and this will end our part one. We're going to have part two, and he's going to tell us a little bit about um, how he's overcome type one diabetes, which is very um, unique. And that was a thing. That was a story that I really wanted to hear. And then I found out he had done this cancer thing as well. So we're going to move on to our next, um, our next, our next podcast. Yeah, so just, thanks, David, for thank coming. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, helping to make natural healthcare the standard, not the alternative. The more knowledge you have empowers you to make changes in your life, and because of this, your life will be elevated. Remember, your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your healthcare goals are not being met by your current healthcare provider, then take control of your health and please find a doctor who is in harmony with your healthcare goals. If this episode was helpful and if you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, share and leave a review. Sometimes all it takes to be our best self is just to elevate our learning. Mm -hmm.